Hello, listener, and welcome to Straight Shot Health Talk. This is the podcast that provides honest and straightforward information about health, wellness, and how to survive our crazy healthcare system. This is for people who want to focus on getting well instead of just treating symptoms. Sound like you? Then let's get started. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am excited for this episode. Now, this is going to be a little shorter than some of the past ones, which is either good or bad, depending on how much you enjoy listening to me. But it's probably the most important of the episodes that we're going to be doing for a while. All right. And this episode is the first step to getting healthy. Now, you may remember, I think episode two or three, I talked about the four fundamentals for health. And those four fundamentals were, you know, eat real food, move every day, pay attention to stress in your life, as well as the social engagement that you have. And then lastly is avoiding things like toxins like smoking and things. But to develop any of those four fundamentals, you have to have this first step. And that is what this episode is on today. All right. So if you stick away all the way to the end, uh, we're going to summarize how this is important to you. And then I'm going to talk real about some further resources that you can pursue on your own. All right. Now, to start this off, I'm going to ask you, what do you believe? And this is specifically about who you are. Now, do you believe you are a certain kind of person and you really can't change much? Or maybe that you can change small things in your life, but the important parts of who you are can't be changed. You know, you are who you are. You're born in a certain way. Your genetics proves all this stuff. Who your parents are really determines more than anything else in your life. Or do you believe that you can always change substantially, all right? And that you can change basic things about the kind of person that you are. Okay, those are very, very different beliefs there between that first set and the second set. And if you believe that first set, meaning you believe you are a certain kind of person that you really can't change that much, or if you can change, you can change small things, but those important core pieces of who you are can't be changed, that is what's known as a fixed mindset. Well, those second set of beliefs there, when if you believe that you can always change things substantially and that you can change basic things about the kind of person you are, those people who have that belief have what's known as a growth mindset. Now, these terms come from Dr. Carol Dweck, who's a psychologist at Stanford in a great book, which I'll mention at the end of this program here. Now, what's important about this, though, is if you have a fixed mindset, you believe that the qualities that you have are carved in stone, right? You either are or you aren't something. You're either smart or you're dumb. You're either good at math or you're bad at math. You're an athlete or you're not an athlete. And what this sets up is a whole bunch of win-lose interactions, meaning when you go into a challenging event, you view things as you either going to succeed and win or you're going to lose from them. Now, because who you are is really carved in stone upon your being, though, when you do fail, and we all fail, and it's important that we fail, those failures are now viewed as personal blame. There's something wrong with you. Now, this also makes it less likely that you're going to pursue things that are difficult. So if you always, if you believe, I should say, that you are not good at sports, then you are going to be less likely to do sports because when your team loses or you lose or you're not doing well, you're going to see that basically as a, as a, as a, 
a fault of your own self. Or even if you get into situations where you're at good at something, say um, you believe you're good at math, you're going to be, or I should say, if you get into a situation when you, when you believe you're good at math and say you're doing some sort of math contest, I think there's like those out there somewhere, if you fail at that, you are going to hurt bad from that experience because you're going to accept it as personal blame. There was something wrong with you. You were not as good at math as you believed you were. Well, and you're going to be less likely to pursue those challenging situations. All right. Now, a growth mindset is different. Someone with a growth mindset believes that the qualities that they have are cultivated through the effort. What you pay your, you know, pay attention to, what you put your effort towards. And because of this, then, it's no longer a question of you are or you aren't something. It's where you choose to focus your time, attention, and efforts on. This also leads to situations where instead of viewing things as a win or a lose, like you're either going to succeed or fail, you view the process. You're paying more attention to getting better. So granted, if you're going out and you're starting a new sport or a new activity, you know you're not going to be great at it, but you're focusing on just taking small steps and improving constantly. And also, if you have a growth mindset, when you do fail, as I said, we all fail and it's important that we do, failure is viewed as a learning opportunity because it tells you that you either didn't put enough effort into it, you didn't have the knowledge, or you didn't have the skills to overcome that challenge. Okay, so you're using that failure to say, you know what, I, man, I didn't, this didn't work for me, but if I go out and get these skills, I should have a better result, or if I go out and put more effort in this area, then I should have a better result. That failing, failing process provides you learning, and it is as important to know what isn't working for you as what is, all right? So failure becomes a learning experience, becomes very important. So mindset is very critical because if you have a fixed mindset, believing you are what you are, this is very rigid. While a growth mindset, you learn and improve through your effort and intention and focus, uh, is a change mindset, allows you to change. Now, interestingly, you can learn the growth mindset. Okay, you may have started with a fixed mindset, but you can learn to develop this growth mindset. How am I saying this? Because this was me. Until I knew or I learned about these different types of mindset, I was very much a fixed mindset individual. Did I achieve certain things? Sure, I went to medical school and all that other stuff. But I would keep from putting myself into situations that were challenging to me because when I failed, it hurt bad. It reflected upon me. All right. And I didn't realize that I could, you know, failing the, how, the, the importance of failure, that because those, those failures teach me what I need to pay more attention to, put more effort for a host of different things. And so you can learn this growth mindset. Now, why do you want to? Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. Failure is learning, whatever, Dr. Kukarl. Well, this is very important for your health, critical, I would say, because what a growth mindset allows you to do is it allows you to change, all right? It allows you to realize that the, the, the outcomes in your life, that, the, uh, you know, the, that your health in, in many, many ways, the most important ways, you're responsible for it, and you can change those things that you are not happy with. And because you know that you can change these things, that allows you a choice. You are either going to put the time, effort, and energy towards that change, or you are not. But it becomes an active choice, an active personal 
choice for you. You're taking personal responsibility for it. And this choice alters perception because now you have a perception of control. You are no longer viewing things innately as you either can or can't or that it is that, you know, you, you can't do something and so the doctor needs to do it for you or your parents need to, as your, you know, your parents did it or your friends or spouse or whatever. It becomes an active choice process for you which alters your perception and this perception that you now have this choice to change things encourages control and developing this sense of perceived control encourages a belief that you can change your life. And that is what the key is for this particular talk today. Because you first must believe that you can, that you can improve your health before you will improve your health. Okay, that's a little clunky, so I'm going to say it again. You must first believe you can improve your health before you will improve your health. Because if you don't believe you can improve your health, you may try something. If your wife nags you or your doctor is, is nagging you to do something, you'll try it temporarily, but you're not going to believe that you can actually succeed. And when you experience the first setback or failure, you're going to take that as an affirmation that, you know what, I, I was right, I couldn't do this to begin with, and so you will stop. So you have to have this belief that you can improve your health, no matter what, the, no matter what it is, what other aspect of, of your life that it is, before you will actually take the steps and pursue it aggressively. Now, this belief is really what's known as self-efficacy, and self-efficacy is a belief about how capable you are at producing a desired result, and it is developed through mastery and mastery not in the sense of you're a master you know kung fu artist or a master chess player or anything like that mastery is really that you have put time effort uh, and motivation and persistence and developed a skill set and as you develop that skill set you raise your level of expertise and over time you become more uh, uh, you become more effective at doing it okay um, and those mastery skills though are developed over time, as I said, and through setbacks and in, in, in pursuing it. So if you, uh, people who play a musical instrument have developed mastery over time through playing that musical instrument. People who play sports have developed mastery of the sports uh, through their experiences and their persistence in doing so. So that when they get into those types of environments, if you're a musician and you're in a music, musical environment or you play a lot of sports and you go into a sporting environment, you have this belief, that, that this belief, this core belief, this self-efficacious belief that you can produce change, that you can produce the dire desired result. Now, why this is important for health, this belief that you can cause these effects, this self-efficacy, is that you are now more likely to set challenging goals, but not only just set those goals, that you will maintain the commitment to see them through. You will persist through and, find, and, and achieve those goals. When you are challenged, when you're performing these goals, you will increase your efforts to overcome that challenge. Okay, you don't believe that that challenge is the first step where you need to get up. People who have a high degree of self-efficacy recover faster when they have temporary setbacks. And lastly, when you do fail, because we all fail, that the when you fail, it's due to a lack of effort, skills, or knowledge, not because of some core deficiency in your genes or core deficiency in who you are. All right, because the key about effort, skills, or knowledge is that they are all acquirable. You can 
put more effort into whatever activity is. You can try to develop a new skill set so that you have those skills to succeed at whatever that activity is. And you can definitely, particularly in this day and age with the internet and the abundance of information that we have, you can go and acquire the knowledge to help you succeed. So your failure is not due to a lack of, again, some something wrong inherently with you. It's because you just don't either have the you didn't put the effort in, you don't have the skill set, or you don't have the knowledge, and you can go out and find those and succeed. Now, that's great, Dr. Kukarl, right? I can just hear people. That's that's fantastic. So it means we can set some goals, whatever, for health, and maybe we can, you know, do some more healthy activities, and maybe we can change our diets now that we know this. Maybe, maybe not. But does this actually have any physical effects? And absolutely it does. So there is a biology behind this. There is actual physical effects on your body by having this degree of belief. It's the belief that you can control things. Because the perception of control decreases the stress response, which we talked about last week. This improves your immune system. So it means you're less likely to, go, to get sick. And if you do get sick, you recover faster from it. It also decreases the inflammatory process in your body. And inflammation is the way that your body fights off things in general, but the problem that we have in this day and age is we have too much of this inflammation going on and that causes things like heart disease and strokes and some of the, the um, abdominal diseases that we talked about last week. And it also is associated with um, anxiety and depression. So people who have a high degree of self-efficacy, who have this high degree of perception of control, have lower levels of anxiety and depression than those who don't. All right, so when we look at this overall, this growth mindset sets the foundation for health. It is literally the first step to developing a healthy lifestyle because that growth mindset realizes that what we are is determined by what we put our effort towards. Okay, We are not defined by our genes. We're not defined by who our parents were. We're not defined by our social situation, but where we put our time, effort, and motivation towards. And because of this, we now view, we can see that failure is not failing, or I should say failing is not failure, because failing provides learning. And we know that, oh, I didn't have either the skill set or I didn't put enough time and effort into it. Or I didn't put, um, or I didn't have the knowledge. I, I was lacking something there. But all of those we can find and eventually overcome that. So that increases our sense of mastery over the situation. That sense of mastery improves and increases this self-efficacy, this feeling of control of our environment that we can are masters of our fate in a lot of ways. And then that belief, as that self-efficacy improves, that belief is strengthened over time, continually getting better. This improves our health and wellness through both our ability to actually pursue lifestyle and behavioral change and succeed at it. But there is actual physiologic response means that our bodies will actually change as well. It improves our immune system and uh, uh, decreases the inflammation and decreases things like anxiety and depression, things like that. So absolutely critical. All right. And as I said, this was going to be a quick episode today, but I think this is without a doubt one of the most important episodes that I've done so far. It's probably going to be one of the most important episodes I do um, forever. I mean, if you don't have this view, this, this idea that you are not fixed, that you're, that you, you know, your genes don't define you. If you don't understand that what we are is really determined by where we put our effort and attention towards, um, nothing else really matters that much. And as I said, I am speaking from direct experience on this. When I read Dr. Dweck's book, 
which was uh, it was called Mindset: The New Psychology of Success. I read it a couple of years ago. It fundamentally changed my life because when she was talking about the fixed mindset, it was like she was talking directly to me. Because when she was saying, "This is what a fixed mindset believes. This is what they you know do. This is the tendency that they have to, throughout their life that they do," it was me almost every single step of the way. And I was almost 40 years old when I read that book. And I can tell you that it has changed how I view my life. It has changed the way I view being a parent. It has changed the way that I view my job. It, it is unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. So I highly encourage you all to read that book. You can get it from your library. Um, if you have more questions about it, let me know. I'm easily accessible. Dr. Kevin at straightshothealth.com or you can reach me through straightshothealth.com. And until next week, stay well. Thanks for joining us.